Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format, and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. I'm your host, Gum Finkel, joined here with my two co-hosts. Hey, everybody. It's Ryan, the uh, cardboard samurai out of the Tokyo area of Japan, and... What up? It's your boy, Ashiok. And, uh, you know, it's good to be back, you know? Summer's been great. Loving loving the good vibes, and uh, now we get to talk about our final RCs for S3. Yeah. Hey, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to kind of continue with what we've been doing these last few weeks, what we've been doing the every other week. We were going to go over the RC and big event results to kind of cover our competitive side of things. Then we got a little bit more of a fun topic for us to discuss among ourselves. So these nice little two-parters end up right about the length we like. You know, this has mm-hmm. been going well for you guys, right? Yeah, I mean, I love, I love you know, being able to fill up the slow uh, seasons with uh, just like lots and lots of uh, results. So I have been not I have not seen the results of these RCs before we're going into this. So I'm excited to see what would you be excited to see? What would make you be like, oh, man, this is a, a big change up. This is what I was hoping to see from the final events of the RC season. Um, I would be happy to see Bard class show up. <laughs> I think I would be very Bard's happy to see some underrepresented colors, like maybe some green white decks or some <laughs> blue green decks mm-hmm. or some black green decks or maybe even <laughs> a black white deck. Huh. I don't think that's gonna happen, but we'll see. Dang! I just want to see a big tournament where, like, the major deck—you know—one of the main decks just poops the bed. <laughs> that's always fun for me to see. It's like, oh man, green looked terrible this weekend, or red black looked terrible this Light weekend. Control. Don't be Every playing weekend. it. So, so, something crap the bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so let's let's jump into these. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm gonna be kind of seeing some of these for the first time. I know you guys are already looking at these uh, lists. Oh, I haven't seen. Um, we want to start off with the first of July. We had. A South American RC. We had two challenges, and when was that showdown that we were going to talk about as well? Uh, I don't uh, seven one seven two. I don't exactly one, know. I think eight, the showdown is seven, the other RC that you're trying to mention here. Oh, that's Sao Paulo. Yeah, okay, yeah, Paulo that is RC. the one I'm talking about. All right, let's see. Uh, let's let's go ahead and start with the RC. You wrap up those because we've kind of been covering all. Who wants to run through the uh, lists on this? I, um, I, I know uh, Ashgax is usually our MTGO guy, so uh, I guess I'll do one of these uh, RCs. Yeah, I got you. Um, okay. Go so um, this is the South American Magic uh, event that they had. Luis Savado uh, won it with Reacto Sacrifice. Uh, second place was Five Color Elementals, which I'm guessing is... The, this is the standings after Swiss. This isn't actually the placements. Okay, this is the top eight. Yeah. Yeah, not not the placements. Okay. All right. Uh, so, anyways, I'll go through this, and then you can tell me who won. All right. So, anyways, uh, yeah, Recto Sacrifice was top eight. Five color elementals, which is basically Omnath plus other stuff. Uh, Recto Sacrifice, Enigmatic Fires, Demir Control. Is it Creativity? Azorius Control and Recto Sacrifice. So we're seeing a lot of Recto Sacrifice down here. Yeah. And Enigmatic. Yeah. There's a. Yeah. There's always been yeah. like a one of fun of Enigmatic and like the top echelon i would want to say like top 16 which has always felt really good you know it feels like my deck choice for my rc was actually like kind of decent, but sadly got the unluckier end but the person that ended up winning this was martin dominguez and on Mar- mm-hmm. on racto sacrifice so shout out to him he's i know he's a long time grinder so so i'm wondering if there was a claudio effect at all and that's why everyone's oh. playing <laughs> enigmatic fires down there Oh, 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 okay. Audio. See, I was thinking of a different Claudio effect here, um, just because every time that Rakdos Sacrifice picks up, you know what deck comes to just munch up that metagame share is Niftalite. Yeah, uh, Niftalite's dead, though. Niftalite will always be dead. I, I, it does so feel sad. very dead it's right so now. Sad, but... um, it, 
part you know partly because it's been eaten by the non-niv bring to light decks but um just more efficiency but yeah, I mean, it, other things but no like yeah. the, so the things that we can like really like dissect here that are like kind of interesting is like obviously i think i think the biggest theme of like rcs in general like all of these was the the rise of racto sacrifice with like slowly like we saw like one or two and then it jumped to, like four like in the top eights and uh yeah like just racto sacrifice being one of those decks that like people just like didn't really like respect going into like the rcs and now it's like the best deck we're not, not not actually in the format, but like it is now like the deck I think that won the most RCs. So well, it looks hmm. like the format slowed down a lot, and that's when that does the best, right? Yeah, when you give it time, because it's playing like a lot of low mana cards, and it's really grindy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, no. yeah, I've always liked it as a red black answer. Um, so I think that's one of its better matchups. Is just like you know, red black is trying to remove every threat, and there's a lot of things that just you can't really efficiently remove from a. Red Black Sacrifice or, you know, using your removal on just isn't going to pay you off very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always liked it there. You know, I think that you get in a reasonable place against Mono Green. Like, you can really fall behind on the draw, but, you know, you can be on the play and end up just sniping down some uh, Elvish Mystics and you really get ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I think the... Uh, going back to even just this, like, I see this one in specific, I think the only thing that's, like, at all, like, cool and interesting is, like, obviously Five Color Rental is doing well. Shout out to that guy. You know, we love to yeah. see some things that aren't, you know, overly, like, grinded meta decks uh, in these. But the Demir control list is exactly what I like to call a control list. It is, I, I look at it, and I think for a second, and I'm like, none of this makes sense. I do not understand a <laughs> single thing how this guy did it. Like, I don't understand how we got to the removal package being one Drown to Lock, one Shieldra's Edict, one Go for the Throat, um, and then the counter magic hmm. being like two Sensor. Sorry, there's also two Thoughtseize in the main. I would like this to be clear. There's two Thoughtseize and one Gear Hall and two Nars. <laughs> like, this is all. And then like there's two Arch the Dross in the sideboard and two Metamorphic Alterations for. I don't know what matchup you bring that in. Probably like something really, like, really slow and darky that you like need to kill quickly against. But like, man. Every single time I see a control list, I'm like, this looks dookie. And congrats, you exactly this, fit that. This this is like Japanese player level of control, you know, like something Shota Yasuoka would play, because it's like, huh? Yeah. Like I, all these one-ofs. Two chromes. So the true, like, ascended control player is going to be the one that ends up playing Lutri, not because they wanted to, but just because they accidentally ended up with only Singleton. There's um there's a there's a MTGO user going around right now by the name of Trellin who's been playing he this is modern but he plays like Mono Bluetron and he is running a singletons of everything minus a playset of Expedition Math <laughs> yeah. and it, it is the biggest meme going around right now like singletons are just like I, I cannot get behind singletons man please put good cards in your deck this could also <laughs> just be like he he was missing cards and he's like okay hey, what do you guys got I'll just take whatever I, I, I'm going around to vendors oh you only got two Thoughtsies take it. I'll take it, yeah. It's really funny. I I, I just Counts enjoy accepted. it. I just enjoy looking at these these dumb things. Okay. Uh, okay, uh, anything else big from the top 8, top 16 here? I don't really. Nothing too exciting. Mm. Alright, next one. Whose turn? Uh, you want to go ahead with the challenge from the first? Uh, do you want to talk about the other RC first? We'll just crash yeah, off two RCs. Oh, class. Okay, you guys got me mixed up uh, here. I thought we were talking about the same RC. No, 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 no. no. We, we have two RCs. It's this, it's this one that yeah. was like the random one or whatever. Uh, anyways, like the top eight. Uh, I, don't, I don't know which one. Or I don't know which one Akron actually won this one or anything like that. So I'm just going to go through them in order. Uh, we got Rakdos Midrange, Rakdos Sacrifice, okay, okay. Azorius Control, 
Monogreen Devotion, Rakdos Sacrifice, Lotus Field, Monogreen, and Monogreen. Actually, the one I think that ended up winning this one was Sacrifice as well. I don't remember which player, though. Hmm. It was either Andrew Mello or Marcelo Rodriguez-Colvante. Bro, how are you so good at pronouncing those? I was so not ready to try oh, to pronounce these names. Bro, you, <laughs> no. you sold it on me. I don't know. <laughs> you did well. That was impressive. But um, three monogreen devotion, two Rakdos sacrifice. I, mm. uh, I I think yeah, it was Lotus Field in the other bracket, and I'm not 100 sure it was won by Rakdos or the Rakdos sacrifice player. Mm. I don't know which one though. And then this okay. Zorius, okay, this is Zorius deck. Zorius control deck is infinitely better. There is at least some logic because I see four. When I see four, I understand. It's just interesting, you know, still running temporary lockdown in that uh, in the main deck of that blue-white control. Yeah, but, you kind of have uh, to now, especially with this, like, Optic and Rakdos stack, because, like, it's not a great matchup for blue-white. It's not, like, something you'd be really happy okay. about. Like, you, you already see this guy, like, already, like, trying to prepare for it, like, playing one change the equation in the main, just to, like, be able to prepare for that. Uh, also, shout out to the Claudio influence with the cats in the sideboard, you know. But temporary lockdown mm. is your best... Okay, gotta love that. Tem- temporary lockdown is your best card against Sacrifice and Convoke. So... Running one of the main Yeah, okay. See, I was thinking about the fact that Convoke kind of dropped off here. I think we had four copies in this whole thing, and this was like 161 players. Um, so kind of disappearing from the format. But uh, yeah, I didn't think about the fact right away that, oh yeah, it's also good against Sacrifice. That makes sense to leave it in there. Yeah, hitting the oven is like the biggest part. Like the, the, the thing that with Pioneer is like it's really difficult to interact, especially with like uh, a wide variety of things that Pioneer has to offer. So, like, the fact that you get to hit Oven while also hitting other relevant creatures with die triggers is pretty pretty epic poggers. Hmm. Um, yeah, the other thing I wanted to point out, th- these were all open uh, deck lists, right? The, yep, uh, these were open. Both of these RCs. Uh, I see we see we have uh, the Abs on Grease thing back. Um, just a lot of these decks. Uh, also, we had uh, Azorius Spirits, and I kind of like those in open deck lists just because, yeah, you know what the opponent has, but you... For Absent, you, you're forced to either have the answer or not have it. Whereas with, with something like Spirits, you had a lot of instant effects that you can kind of play in any order you want. So even though they know you have it, you don't they don't know when you're gonna play it. Or, you know, for example, if you have like a rattle chains to like block it and stuff like that. So those are actually kind of, I like those those deck choices um in the uh, open deck list type events. See, you yeah. said okay. Abzan Greasefang, and so I thought you were going to talk about their list, and I was like, oh, let's go see what they did, because then uh, I, I, I turned on to the 10th place. place one, and he's playing one main deck Gourmet Angler and one main deck Shield of the Apocalypse, <laughs> and nice. I see- love it. <laughs> okay, okay, It's so yeah. bad. I, I was about to say, like, I, I was looking at a different um, list first, and I was just going to say, like, man, I wish people would do some more innovation. Like, we haven't seen any innovation in the Greasefang lists in a long time. Um, waiting to see that little bit of a pickup of you know somebody should somebody should play around with that see what weird things people haven't tried. I always and, uh, like Tassiger in it. <laughs> I mean, like we have seen yeah, that I mean, though, haven't? Gurmeg's the same kind yeah. of idea. Uh, wouldn't you? Yeah. Wouldn't you say that? I, I I personally believe that at the start of the RC season, Greasefang looked a lot more different. Like we were still running these like Stitcher suppliers and like mm-hmm. a lot of these like really bad cards that we don't really see anymore. Like I think especially over these like I think maybe over the last two I, I would say or like the last few we've seen a lot more like um uh, a change over Greasefang from like this I I'm a very random deck to a little bit more of like a consistent setup. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. All right. Now well, we're we get, is it Drakes and Atarka Red down there in in these uh, this RC as well? I think that Atarka Red's pretty nice. You like Drake's watch. Yeah, let's take a quick look at that one. See if there's anything fun on the list. I always love running through these. So this is 
it's it's a red white convoke, but with Atarka instead of convoke. Which you know, I can respect that. I think that's kind of interesting. Red white convoke. Um, yeah. You only have one one drop that can make a, an artifact now, so that's kind of awkward. They're running implement of combustion and experimental synthesizer to make up for that so i feel like that's probably the biggest uh, weak point in this deck compared to the red white one but it's still running that you know gleeful demolition package and at harco command is obviously great when you can go that wide mm-hmm. um i also doubt you know as much as i am a burning tree emissary supporter i doubt that they can go quite as long as the ones that get to play the clarion spirit yeah yeah those are... hey, they get stoke the flames though yeah i, I mean you play stoke the flames in the other one if you wanted to i guess right yeah, it's it really the thing with Stoke the Flames is that you're not adding to your board presence, which is kind of what this deck moving so quickly wants to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it slows you down. Okay. Okay. Um, moving on to the Pioneer Challenges. Yeah. Yeah, let's get challenged. <laughs> uh, uh, sure, I can take yeah. this one. Uh, so in first place, we have Lotus Field. Uh, and then second place, I believe this one was Pia. Yeah, this one's a red-white Pia. Uh, then we have Azorius Control. Uh, is it Phoenix? Uh, and then is it Drakes? Uh, Mono White Humans. And then is it Drakes again? And then we got Mono Green rounding it out. So, what do you guys have thoughts about this topic? Uh, I was gonna say we, this is probably where I wanted to stop and talk about the is it Drake deck a little bit, just because it has been really showing up again. Uh, you know, <laughs> crazy. You know, you go back a few years and talk to someone and say that, oh yeah, you know, Blue Red Phoenix isn't playing Phoenixes or Thing in the Ice anymore. Uh, <laughs> It's an interesting place to be in the format, but um, I kind of like this list. You know, I think that it plays the same way that Phoenix kind of did. Yeah. Do you guys feel the same? How, how do you feel about this? Uh, okay, so we'll talk about the, the the fifth place list specifically because you know that's my boy Andrew one two three two IRL homie. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's just like it's like it's like filling the gap that is it Phoenix like kind of left like this is like because like. We do not have our Treasure Cruise deck outside. Like, like Phoenix was the Treasure Cruise deck, and, like, there wasn't really one outside of it. Mm-hmm. And so the Zoomers like to, to innovate, and they innovated with Drake. Because, like, what you were often doing a lot of the time with the Phoenix deck anyway was you were boarding in, like, a playset of Drake. So they were like, what if we just, like, play the yeah. main? And it ends up working out really well in the meta because, like, you, you get so much more percentage points against decks like Mono Green and against Red Black because, well, of course, like, you would lose the ability because, like, you're, you know, you won't be able to bring back Phoenixes and, like, have that inevitability. But, like, Crackling Drake hits, and it hits hard. And you can, like, set it up pretty easily with, like, Fable copying it, trying to attack, and you just you just get, like, such an and also better, like, uh, removal suite and... I don't know. I just I like it a lot uh, better. Maximize velocity in the seventy five. I like that one. Oh yeah, just to be able to kill on the same turn. Also, like Blitz of the Thunder Raptor has like impressed me as a removal spell. Seeing the stack being played. Also, playing four Spell Pierce in the meta right now is like pretty important. Honestly, like I feel as though that like Spell Pierce was like something like you can't really play that in Phoenix, right? Like you can't play Counter Magic. You have to play dorky cards like Charter Course and Galvanic Iteration, which are just bad cards in on their own. But Spell Pierce is like pretty good aggressively, so that's why I like Drakes over Phoenix right now. Now, now, I think what's interesting here is thinking back, you know, I was thinking historically again about like, oh yeah, you know, Phoenix used to be so good, but at that time there were other blue-red decks in the meta, um, and I think that after expressive iteration, everything but Phoenix, you know, when that got banned, everything but Phoenix went away, um, so it's nice to kind of see it clawing back that other blue-red decks are viable without just relying on the absolute nuttiness that was expressive iteration. I mean, like, creativity has existed, but like, ah, that, that's a very different style, but... 
Uh, we also yeah, that, yeah, that's very different. to also just talk about the topic. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more in a bit, but keep your eye on Pia, the red white Pia deck. Keep your eye mm-hmm. on it. But um, I got a little surprise for uh, Ryan. We talked about this last time too, when when it showed up for the first time in the um the meta game. Yeah, what if we took a look at the twenty eighth list or twenty ninth list in this? Uh, is this some janky red green deck? I don't, know. I don't know if it's viable. I just <laughs> wanted to know. It's a weird idea. Oh, Bard Glass. Cool. Yeah, I love it. See, I always feel like embarrassed because I'm a Bard Class enjoyer, but Ryan's just a harder Bard Class enjoyer, yeah. so I can't feel like I'm I'm like, haha, jokingly saying this deck's amazing, and then You're like Ryan's over there like I'm actually all in. Like <laughs> Poser. I mean, I told you I'm trying I'm to do a bit Galta here. in mine because I usually play it for like one mana. Mm-hmm. But now we always saw the, playing... the return of Bard Class. This is not playing the Goro um, Goro to give everyone haste. I'm a little disappointed. Huh. This is the combo version. I go for the hasty version. It's also playing the new uh, Semet or whatever. It's playing a Grumgully, and I can't figure out why. <laughs> I don't like Grumgully. It's just kind of a freebie beatdown card. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty neat. That's cool. I'm glad uh, someone did well with it. Uh, what, yeah, what is their plan for winning? <laughs> uh, you're thinking too far ahead. Oh, Crater's Clause? There is a Crater's Clause to make a bunch <laughs> I mean, of you mana could, with a You Bergy. could do that combo with um, uh, yes. Bergy. Just keep on playing stuff for free. Yeah, it'd be tough to get to there, but I bet it's possible. Oh, probably yeah. is. You're, you're casting I? your entire deck anyway. Can I talk about a deck real quick? Which one do you want the, to talk uh, about? Uh, I'm 16th place Hammer Time deck oh, that showed time. up here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I've always been it's excited hammer about Hammer Time. Never seen it actually do, do well. So this one actually, 16th place, is pretty good. And what they did is they took the Hammer Time deck and they fused it with Goblins. Because already it was playing the, the Cacophony uh, Scamp and the Exuberant Fusling, the new cards from like the uh, um, all, Phyrexia All Be One, you know, for, for Fireblade, Chargers Another Goblin. Uh, all this, all that stuff right there was all already in the uh, the hammer thing, and then we get like Legion Loyalist, which is in the Goblins deck. We get Script, Script Prospector, with um, Battlecry Goblin, Goblin Instigator, Rudeville Horde Master. All those were on the Goblins deck, so we have like a perfect, I don't know, marriage of both decks here, um, because you're, you're playing all these. I guess there's a lot of warriors in here, so they had they're playing Resolute Strike. They're going for like the super fast combo here. Uh, also open the armory so they're playing those instead of like the uh the enchantment that lets you search for something and put in your play yeah fighter class i don't know and i guess that's easier on the mana i think this is probably going to be well you're trying to kill quickly right and like coffee scamp and fusling are both warriors yeah yeah but like open the armory as opposed to oh so is fireblade charger for two mana right Eh, yeah it's all the same Fire, yeah, one just like strike, I totally play. understand. Yeah, but this and one like, doesn't have the, the the red requirement, which might be a mm-hmm. problem with this mana base by looks of it. Probably not, but maybe who knows? Oh, it's also worth noting that open the armory grabs chain to the rocks. It does. It grabs the one oh, okay. of fun off chain to the That's rocks. That's nice. Um, I think the thing that upsets me the most is this sideboard with two mountains. <laughs> this is all. I, in. One, I wonder if that was like they played something. You know, they had uh, like a, a, a fifth and a sixth copy of something they had to replace with mountains or something like that. You, you see mean? there's Rally Ancestors in this sideboard as well? Like if they had a, an illegal card in their sideboard and they had this to replace is a with a basic. This 
Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it is. Huh. But did you see that, Kevin? Rally the Ancestors is three in sideboard. That's crazy. Yeah, that's um, also weird. <laughs> but yeah, they're going all in on uh, Colossus Hammer. That is literally the only, um, the only uh, what do you call, uh, equipment in here. I don't know if I would do that. Maybe I would easily do that. Ones. That's so much better because, like, you, 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 you. I think what what this deck is like mainly trying to do is it's like goblins first, uh, the equip game secondary. Like you're trying to do the like I put a bunch of goblins into play and like attack mm-hmm. you and like mm-hmm. like you don't you you rather do that as like a stronger game A game B type plan with alongside mm-hmm. the hammer because like if you go far too into hammer then your goblins plan gets worse and like I I don't True. want that because I think like R- Rudenvelt Horde Master is just a really impressive card and I want that card to have the max amount of value so if I'm casting more goblins off of it after I get like board wipe or something like that so like I think that would be like the biggest problem with this deck is like. You know, you just get your stuff removed, and now you don't do anything. So you need yeah. someone to refuel. So the Goblin side plan makes a lot of sense for the hammer time. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about from this event, or do you want to move on to the next one? Let, let me real quick. Maybe I'm crazy, and I haven't seen this before. But the there's a um, a Rona combo deck, and they're running Zerda as a companion instead of yeah, uh, I saw that too. Running Jugantha. Yeah, I didn't know if I'd seen that before. That's interesting. Well, the, they're not running that because they're running Dig Through Time. Like, they can't really run Jengatha after it. And yeah, they can't run the Jugantha. Zerja is just a... It, it is purely there because you, it, it's free, technically. Like, you kind of already are yeah. playing a lot of these cards, and it's just free to discard Tarona, which is just its entire idea. Like, yes, you can cast it, sure. You can cast it off the Mana Confluences, whatever. But, like, it's mainly just there to be a discard card. Yeah, I mean, th- that's how uh, Jeskai Ascendancy often saw Jugantha anyways in the early days. Yeah. What okay. deck list was that? Uh, I think I was like 31. Ah, let's see, I see. Key 05232. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Alright, let's go to the following yeah, July 2nd. challenge. Alright, let me run through this one. We've got, hey, Gruel Midrange, number one. Let me let me take a look at that before we go any further because I haven't heard the word red green boats in years. What do you mean we talked about Is it? it? Oh. I think we talked about it like exactly a month ago when it won Mexico and random Asian one. I think it was Taiwan. Love it. I love it. Well then, all right. Uh, number well, two, mono white humans. Three blue black control. Four mono green. Five creativity. Six Boros convoke. Seven spirits. Eight spirits. Oh. So we got to blame Traft, you know, Spirits Man himself ruining our perfect top eight here that would have been eight different archetypes huh. uh, by getting in there with a second copy of Spirits. Can we- um, other than that, just outside of the cusp, we had Arachto Sacrifice, Abzan Grease Fang, Atraxo Neoform, Abzan Grease Fang, Arachto Sac, Four Color, Red White. So, you know, a lot. I like this. I like this metagame. A lot of decks represented here. Can we go back to that red green deck real quick? Because I've seen yeah, Vald- yeah, we can go Valder and Thrillseeker showing up and is that actually good or yep, have people it's very gone good. away from it? Like is this like the new staple for this deck? Yeah, so the entire idea behind it is like you you have this card called Lovestruck Beast and this mm-hmm. card kinda sucks when you don't have a 1-1, right? So it's the best thing to do when it don't, you don't have a 1-1. One, one. Well, this card is a 1-1, one, one, so now you are mm-hmm, both able mm-hmm. to have it pump the Lovestruck Beast to make it a 7-7, seven, okay. seven, attack, and then shoot it at your opponent's face. Nice. That's the entire idea. That is pretty cool. I like that. It is very good. I uh, There is no better fear to put into someone by attacking for 7 and then 
throwing seven damage at their face. Fourteen damage is nothing to mess around with. Might have to go grab a couple of these. I'm guessing they're pretty cheap. They look pretty cheap. Let's see what it says. Yeah, yeah, they're fifty cents still. In table, not a bad time to pick cents. it up. I do like the split. I hate the fact that you don't get to fable with that, but oh, because I feel like this would be a fun card to fable. Yeah, it's probably a really fun card with fable to like continue to recopy and like sack and then ping things. But like, that's a little overkill. Mm-hmm. You don't really need it to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, anything else? Uh, any uh, other decks interesting in the rest of this? I was gonna say shout out to Traft already because like, but you you mm-hmm. ended up pooping on him. But I want to say, th- oh welcome yeah, back, I Traft. mean we, we love Traft. <laughs> welcome back Traft. Yeah, <laughs> welcome back. Yeah, uh, Neoform showing up after a long time, eleventh uh, place. Yeah, that one did well at the Edmonton RC. I don't know if it's exactly the same list. I haven't actually checked. Uh, it is not in Neoform. It is not. It is not playing any other seven drops other than Atraxa, which seems so wrong, but. Ah, it worked mm. for him. What's this four color mid range? I think it's the only thing I'm interested in. Oh, this four color mid range deck is actually like a Luka Agent of Treachery pile, which is like very similar to my Droxa deck, but oh, cool. it is Agent of Treachery. Also, the other thing that we didn't mention though, is we didn't talk about this blue black deck in third at all. And it's another Archfield oh, no, yeah, skipped over it. Let's uh Metamorphic Ooh. Alteration pile. And it looks uh... so bad. Oh my god. I cannot get behind this deck. Please don't play this deck. This deck is so- I'd stop playing Metamorphic Alteration. It doesn't work. People keep winning with it. I'm aware. But it doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> it, 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 Some people really like to, you know, gotcha. Not, not as consistent as you think it is. It is not. It is not very good. You, I have played exactly one league of it, and that was the worst 100 play points I've spent. And I've played some bad decks. Hmm. Alright, I'm ready to move on to the next one, though. All right, let's move on to the next one. Somebody want to take the one from the eighth? Oh, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll go through it real quick. All right. So right. <laughs> first, we got uh, the PNLR deck. Uh, and second, we got uh, Is the Phoenix deck. Notably, it's the same player that we talked about earlier. Uh, that was the other Phoenix player. Uh, and then we got Rakdos Sacrifice. And then we got Rakdos Sacrifice. Um, and then we also have Pia. Then we also have Spirits. And then Rakdos Sacrifice. And then, wait, Rakdos Sacrifice again. So is uh, I'm guessing at this point it's just the popularity of Pia. Is Pia actually taking over as the de facto Boros, you know, deck now? Like, uh, I don't know exactly about that, but I I would safely say that I think that like I after like playing against it, playing with it, like the Pia deck just seems really good. Like the fact that you have like uh, just eight card draw effects in Mono Red that you're already just like mm-hmm. pressuring really well. The one drops still exists that are prowess, so you still have this really good pressure, like. The card draw is mainly the biggest thing. Now that we have like eight of these reckless impulses, it is chef's kiss. It is so great. Wow, waste not deck in fourteenth again. Oh, we're also playing a playset of showdown the skulls. I feel like once we we figured out that you can move that card to the main deck, uh, the deck got a lot better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen either three or four copies in most of these lists we've been looking at. And then shout, give a out. shout out to go for it. Sorry, no, I was gonna say I want to give a shout out to Todd Anderson for promoting the deck so much. I think he's uh, one of the big reasons why everyone likes playing it and, you know, is bringing it to these events. I want to shout out fifth place. Hey, okay, here, here's what I love is I've, every time I've been looking at PNLR, I'm like, man, how do we find a way to get an invasion in here? Just because, you know, who I am, I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, I, I'm exiling my battle and then casting it from exile. I want to get that value from it, um, which I know isn't the important part of it, but like, I'm glad they finally found a way to find some battles in the 75. There's some invasion to Gobacons in the, uh, the sideboard. How much are those going for now? They're expensive. Still expensive. Six and a half bucks or so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like 14 in Japan. 
Like, Jabberwock, he played in this tournament and didn't top eight. Bro, this tournament's scuffed. Hey, that's just the quality of Pioneer players out there. You hearing that, guys? <laughs> hmm. Pioneers, uh, quality players. That is really I mean, it. Racked out. So I've seen Rakdos is just doing like really well recently. Is that because everyone's kind of switching to these decks that have smaller creatures that it's really good against, or like the slower decks? Do, do we need, you know, big decks again? I think people just really focused on mono black so hard. Mono black. Sorry, mono black. Um, red black like mid range. Uh, oh. so hard, and then people would like overlooked because they were like they're only thinking about like the mid range deck, and so people just overlooked mm-hmm. sacrifice for forever. And then people just started playing Sacrifice again because people kind of like shunned it away because Mono Green like shut it. It was the Mono Green matchup wasn't that great, and then the Mono Green matchup became good. How I don't mm. know, but I know that's what changed. Crazy amount of risk. Can, can you walk me through one thing? Is what's up with the Furnace Reigns? I've been wondering okay. about that card. It's showing up pretty much in all of the lists. Have you? How, what makes that better than the other? Um, game control you know that the threat the yeah uh, it's the fact that it makes a treasure token treasure tokens are just really good in this deck to be able to like because they are free sacrifice also free mana um the the entire gist of it also just for those who may not know like you you want this this card to be able to steal like your cavalier of thorns you want it to be able to steal like atraxas or whatever problematic big thing your opponent has in play that you quite literally cannot beat because you do not run a single removal spell uh, you just kind of want to yoink it and then sack it to Witch's Oven. That's your only way you have really have a dealing with it. Uh, and the Treasure Token is just really good. It's just so good. Because like you, then you are able to also progress onto the board more. And it also allows for windows of like uh, being able to like Deadly Dispute it on like turn 3. Or on turn 4, sorry. Um, it just opens up a lot more uh, ways of killing it. Okay, I'm just interested because, you know, it didn't seem like... When I saw that card, I'm like, okay, we've seen... We've got other threatened effects in the format. Like, I wouldn't have thought this would be better than something like, you know, Karizev's expertise. Uh, so it's, it's really interesting that it's been seen play. Yeah, the fact that it's also just one red is also just like, chef's kiss. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, last one? Uh, yeah, that's one. Last one. Last challenge. You, you guys want me to do this? You guys did the last two? Yeah, go for it. Sure, go for it. All right, so Pioneer Challenge from July 9th. Uh, again, I don't know if this is uh, who won, but the order for the topic, it is correct. So Abs and Griefsfang t- took it down? Yep. That's correct? Okay. Uh, so we had Abs and Griefsfang, we had Esper Control, and then we had, I guess, the PNLR deck again in third place. Uh, after that, we have uh, Hidden Strings, so we have the uh, Lotus Field, uh, Gruul Midrange, which I'm guessing is another Boats deck. Is this Draken again? Yeah. It's same guy, yeah. Yep, same one. And then we have Recto Sacrifice in sixth, five color inventions in seventh, and then blue black, I'm guessing control, or is this the one that you hate? Swear to God, if it's another Archfiend deck. Oh, it is the Narset Wheels deck. This is what I thought it was. Yeah, okay. Narset Notion Thief. Narset yeah. Wheels. Yeah, and it, just in case my internet cuts off because I did load a little bit slowly, I will be right back. But, anyways, uh, <laughs> anything else from this? Uh, I mean, I, this is a really. You know, I love these these events that have healthy metagames, but I know we talked about how you kind of hate that last time. There's yeah. too many decks to play against. Yeah, like, I, I think the thing that also just comes from it is, like, Pioneer as a format, there isn't, like, a lot of catch-all answers. The cyborg cards are very specific, and so you have to just pick a matchup that you're going to end up losing uh, a lot of the time. 
Um, but with 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 formats like or sorry with like top hits like this, like it's I I love to see it as like a yeah everything's like kind of viable. It's really fun. That means like your deck is like fine, and it makes it a lot more meaningful when you see your deck up there. Like I see Karuga fires in seventh, and I'm like you know giddish like a schoolgirl or whatever you know happy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody everybody's hey that's my deck. You know that's a lot more of like the case now. Like ah that's yeah. one. And it's like also yeah, really hard what... to find content about specific decks because there are so many decks. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, uh, oh. I will I I'll go for it. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I want to start a PSA for this Asper Control deck in second. I want to talk about this stupid Lotus Field blue-white control deck. It Asterisk is so unbelievably bad. Oh my god, please do not play this. I know <laughs> it looks really fun, and I know you're like, oh my god, I get to untap two lands with Teferi. I get to untap two Lotus Fields. Oh, I'm so, oh I get to like walk over my opponent's turn. Do you know how often you have a Lotus Field in hand to be able to strict Prospector to be able to or Proctor to be able to do the thing? Not often, not a lot. Mm. Do you know how many hands that you have that are uh, checks notes? The average CMC is five, and you're going to die on turn four. A lot. So this deck, Gigabad. Please don't play it. Stop. So it's it's like me with Bard class. You know, it's like this is more of a Copium deck. Everyone keeps pumping it on Twitter. Patrick Wu keeps pump. Oh, sorry, oh, yeah, it is him. Uh, keeps pumping it on Twitter. It's so bad. Please stop. Please just stop. Azorius it is not Kirby. good. It is so that bad. The new name. Anyway, that's my rant about this deck. Don't play it. It's so bad. There's one Sphinx's Rev. I'll, I'll say shout out to the Sphinx's Rev. That's it. Um. So I, I wanted to ask you, you know, again, because we were talking about how you don't like these super super uh, varied uh, meta games. Would you prefer to have pioneer have like a very swingy metagame where there's fewer decks uh, every week that you know make it into the top eight but then the metagame shifts and then like the next time there's still fewer decks but they're totally different decks would that be better for you i think that's the same thing as what we currently have kind of like so instead of having eight different decks you have like three to four maybe sure in the top that eight. just kind of just like reminds me of like old pioneer kind of thing where it was like you would have one weekend where it was like, this was like, I'm Monogram. thinking back to like all Lotus. No, like this is way, way, yeah. way back when, when it was like Lotus, Wilderness Rack, Oops. Like you would see Oops do really well for one weekend and then Oops would do bad the next day. And I enjoyed that so much more because then a, a lot more of this like six, seven meta deck, like really good meta decks, uh, you were like, hey, I'll move over to this one, then I'll move over to this one. It's a lot more rock, paper, scissors thing. It was a lot more predictable and you play against mm-hmm. a lot of the same thing already. So a lot of the play mm-hmm. patterns were already known. Um, when you're doing this kind of thing, uh, like, like we currently have, like I played, I played the modern challenge right now, and modern modern doesn't have the modern has a pretty similar problem to what this is right now. Uh, or at least it, like it did, and you would play. I played against like so many different decks all the time. It was not. It was like okay, but like when it comes to a competitive tournament, that's not what I want. I want to play against like the same thing, so I know how to. I can I get my reps in. I can get prepared. I know what I'm going mm. against. It, it just I, I want more known things and i don't get these known things if everyone's bringing their rinky dink decks out of the format out of the garbage bins yeah. and then you lose to it you're like, i didn't prepare I'm nothing against this deck and you're just like well or then, like or you're like oh you, you drop or you're like oh i queued into the bad matchup well i died oh well yeah I, I kind of feel like this is this is the we're we're in a copium winter. You know, we have all these different you know seasons of of match the gathering. And copium winter where everyone can feel good because their deck will do well, but everyone's deck does well. You know, it's it's not just one deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? Yeah, I mean, we we talked about it last week. Uh, you guys know my opinion right now. 
It's so sad. But uh, the thing I do have to add is shout out to my boy, my homie, Cherry X-Man, for, uh, you know, to- getting 24th play for Storm Herald. I watched nice. him do it. Hey. Didn't make a lot of decisions. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we saw that. Um, that's a fun deck. Yeah, it's the same one from the yeah. EU Legacy Tour forever ago. Yeah. You gotta build that. Um, we we finished uh, anything else you guys want to talk about uh, for the challenges? No, but I know you have something to talk about. Or do you mind moving into my fun topic for like the last ten minutes? Yeah, go to so. your fun topic. What do you got on this one? All right, so uh, you know we've been talking a lot about. Uh, I mean, like we had the um, Boros Convoke deck come about recently. We had the PNLR deck come about recently, and Boros before this didn't really have like a lot of decks. Now it does, and I kind of feel like the same thing was true for Blue Black. You know, Blue Black after we lost. Um, you know, uh, what was the Eldrazi? Uh, I can't remember the name, the combo deck. Uh, inverter, inverter. There we go. After we lost inverter combo, not a lot of people played blue black at all. But now we have, like, you know, of course, the uh, the stuff with Narset, we have the the thing with with the Dross, the um, the Demon of Dross, whatever, Archfiend of Dross. And so a lot of these decks, or a lot of these, how can I say, color combinations that didn't have a lot of decks to play with before now have something to do you know they there's 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 actually playable decks with them however i feel like there's still some underrepresented color combinations in pioneer there's still some color combinations we haven't really explored or haven't really you know gotten a chance to really fully optimize and that's what i'd like to talk about today and my first question is what are these underrepresented color combinations and why aren't they popular? So I don't know, can can each of you guys maybe choose one one color combination you think that maybe only has like one playable deck, if at all, or zero? One that's like the most obvious is like Orzov. Orzov is okay. like in the yeah. gutters. Can you tell me why this isn't popular? Like why don't people play Orzov? It just doesn't have a lot of good cards, man. Like Vanishing Verse is at like an all-time low. Uh, you just don't have a lot of good card draw in these colors, like Phyrexian Arena's, <laughs> like maybe mm-hmm. the best, to be honest. And like it is not good. And like white with Liliana the Veil, like you don't have a lot of good interaction in it, other than like I guess Vanishing Versus like literally your best card. Like that is the reason you maybe want to play it. But that's it. There is no like how to, there's no a card efficiency card selection that red has, so white's already just obviously worse with black. And then black just doesn't mm-hmm. Like, you can't play control in these colors. Like, you can't do any sort of, like, mid-range mm-hmm. thing. You can't do any sort of aggro thing. Like, maybe you have humans, but, like, you would rather your just one have drops aren't great. Your three so drops aren't great. Your five drops aren't great. Bro, none I, of your I cards like are with, good. I feel like with black-white, everyone tries to mimic the other decks that are kind of similar to it in, in other colors. Like, maybe, like, a, a Rakdos to try to use some of those similar cards, like the Graveyard, um, uh, Trespasser, and stuff like that. I think... It's not popular because there really aren't any good synergies. There isn't any good like, synergies, so people have to copy. So that's just kind of like it's, yeah. it's the root of the problem. That is the, what there, actually is the problem. You know, you try to play piles, you know, black white piles, and they just don't come together mm. because the uh, the other piles with black actually have cards that really go well with them, like like Rakdos, for example. Yeah, card filtration um, is one of the more similar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. What? Well, okay. What's another color combination then that you think? isn't popular or sorry that is underrepresented or upper represented and not uh popular 
blue green still comes yeah. to mind for me i mean i don't know if we're counting lotus field but otherwise that's kind of not a deck yeah there's like i don't know like when i when i when someone tells me like there's a blue green deck in pioneer like my brain just goes and like to lotus field automatically but like outside mm-hmm. of that like i don't know like we don't really see like growth spiral or any like ramp decks yeah. in play we don't really see any like tribal decks seeing play which i like i would think of like maybe like merfolk or like mm-hmm. i don't know like whenever i think of green and pioneer i think of the elves and well the elves don't really do a lot of good things with blue so sadly that's not going to be an archetype ever so i don't so, know blue blue green just has like a very weird not really outlined not really like identified archetype or would image. you say would you say that blue green's problem is a power level balance because i think green gives us some really strong stuff but like you said maybe it's just, there's just some drops that are, that are that it's missing um or they just I, don't I go don't together like, they're just very mismatching very yeah. unsynergistic colors like green wants you to play mm-hmm. like these low to the ground creature decks like with lana elves and you know you want to like out tempo your opponent and blue wants you to go big and like elongate mm-hmm. the game and like do things like that. Or I guess like spirits is like technically about outside of that exception, but for the most part, you just want to like slow down the game. And like neither of those. Yeah, go together. Honestly, that kind of feels, that kind of feels like a green problem to me. I feel like green decks that aren't Llanowar Elf decks are just so bad in the format. Like, where are they? Mm-hmm. They're uh, sacrificing the green wow. lands to put a Lotus field in play. <laughs> yeah. Like th- that, that's almost in some ways, I think the biggest thing of, I, I don't think it's the blue cards that are weighing that down. I think that green just doesn't have anything to do if it's not a turn one elf deck. And that, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also has, I think it also has to do with like the surrounding cards. Like there's just, isn't like a good blue green card. Like what do you think of blue green cards? Like all the good ones are banned. Like, Oh go Like those yeah. are gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like, what does it have left? And before those cards, <laughs> before those cards, blue green was traditionally, I think the worst, color and magic for a long time yeah very easily and then broken cards well it was a really good ramp color in the past like you said when we had uh, uro or when we had the um uh the enchantments the uh i can't remember the name anymore the band card uh i don't know what you're trying to reference i just kind of think it's telling that like there was a while where i felt like a turn two sylvan carry added was kind of a staple of the Mm -hmm. format where like blue green decks were kind of the shell that the four and five color decks were built off mm-hmm, of. Mm-hmm. And I think that a, those shells have kind of moved away from being blue, green, blue, green, fully focused and B, those are just too slow in some ways yeah. like that. That's worrying about the, I like, you know, I'm saying worrying, but like, what are we going to do about it? It's just kind of like telling about the format is maybe yeah. a better way to put it. Um, another one that I think is kind of underrepresented is green, white aside from angels, no other green, white decks really spring. To uh, I would throw bogles in there. I think, Boggles. Uh, okay, I guess it's another one. I'd throw that hat in the ring, but I, I, I think Boggle. I sorry, I think uh, Green White also suffers from the same problem that Blue Green does, where like, I don't know, like I think it has to do like a lot more of like a power level thing, because like when I imagine Green White, I'm imagining like Voice of Resurgence, like that's the mm-hmm. key card. Like I'm thinking like Powerful I'm thinking of, like I'm thinking like these like uh like like these like a hateful I want to hate on your opponent like uh like 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 a Leon Rever type like Thalia type cards yeah. like but but like they're just not good enough with the Green Shell. And it's yeah. really weird. Like, I, I don't know how... And, like, you also have, like, access to Coco, right? But you'd rather mm-hmm. just do the Angels thing. I think I think yeah. it might be a problem that, like, the Angels deck is, like, really synergistic. And, like, that's just, like, the best shell. So people yeah. aren't, like, innovating yeah. in it. But I also think it is a problem that we don't have good hate cards in Pioneer in Green-White. Like, give me a Gaddock Teague. Give me a... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Give me an Avacyn's Pilgrim. And then I'm all into this yeah. one. Because, like, also the problem is, is, like, all the good white cards are white-white. 
And do you know how awkward it is that Lanoir Elves is the Elf of Choice and Elvish Mystic are the Elves? Because, like, you got you have to have two White Lands now, and also I a Green if, Land to be able to cast the Lanoir Elves. It is a I big problem. I wonder if Avacyn's Pilgrim would fix a lot of those problems. It would fix every single problem. I, I guarantee you, if Avacyn's Pilgrim was printed into this format, Green-White would overtake Red-White or the Boat's archetype, like, instantly. Like, in a heartbeat. Mm. Would not Would not be close. Yeah, so I've seen actually seen some people playing the green white um boats uh version, but not super popular. Okay, so that's more borderline, I guess. Uh blue green and black white I can definitely agree are definitely upper, underrepresented. Um the other one I was going to say is black green is underrepresented since they banned ballista like scales yeah. was the only deck it really had and then we had the oops all spells which is kind of black green, right? Yeah, it was base. But uh, again, that's banned. Um, I, but why isn't black green popular anymore? Why aren't, why don't we see anybody playing you know like the rock decks or whatever? I think it just has to do with like red. Just I think it doesn't have anything to do with black and green being the problem. I or like green being the problem. I think it has everything to do with that red is just that much better right now. It is nothing to do with green being an issue here because like there's still a lot of powerful cards like you can still build like a rock deck in like two three league but like mm-hmm. man the red cards are just so much better mm-hmm. so we need some better green cards to go along with this yeah again that that's green for me that's the green problem yeah yeah the, the green cards are very unsynergistic mm-hmm. sorry unsynergistic with other colors they're very synergistic with themselves but that, that is it Okay, so um, we talked about these underrepresented, uh, sorry, underrepresented uh, color combinations. So real quick, let's just touch on the ones that are popular right now. You know, I think we have what green, red, blue, white, uh, blue, red, black, red, blue, black, white, red. Um, what do these color combinations have that you know the ones that aren't popular don't? Like, how 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 do you see these? Like, what's what's their you know, what's the theme of these colors? Like, when you think of Rakdos, you know, why is Rakdos the superior superior color combination? What does it give you? Fable of the Mirror Breaker. That yeah, is, that is so the what does Fable represent? I mean... <laughs> it, like, just, it just like, has Fable. Like, it has these good cards. It has all these cards that were just, like, pushed throughout, like, the last... Because, like, we can safely say that, like, the past five years has been, like, the prime for printing cards. Like, all of these cards have just, like, instantly seen play. A lot of them are, like, mm-hmm. pretty format defining, like Fable is. And sadly, black, green, and blue... Sorry, all the ba- all the good cards for, like, a lot of these other archetypes... Or, sorry, from... uh Like, blue-green was, like, banned. So like sadly they lost all of their power, but like a lot of these mm. are a lot of these archetypes that you are seeing right now are either built on the back of Fable or are just have their own powerful synergistic thing going for them from mm. other tw- cards printed within the past five years. That is just the answer. Okay. Like how many of these decks? Like there is not a single red combination that is not represented. All of them have been red. With I would say with the exception that like red white I would say is like not a Fable deck really. But they no. just got like a lot of better aggro so, cards. So, I think red either gives you pressure or speed. For example, in Rakdos, it's definitely pressure. You know, like Fable's pressure, uh, Bone Crusher Giant is pressure. Uh, when I look at like Burrows, I think of speed. You know, I think of like these one mana spells, like the the Pro- prowess cards, or like uh, 
you know, the uh, thing that destroys, what was it? The, uh, the Kadotha rebirth card. I can't remember the name anymore. Sorry. Lethal demolition. <laughs> I, I don't know if I 100% agree. Like, I think red has, you know, red also is longevity in this. Yes, form. really. Like, look, 100%. At the, look at the Pia deck. Look at the Pia deck. You're going to see way more cards playing that Pia deck than you are playing green red vehicles any day of the, the week because you're drawing a million yeah. cards. Bone Crusher Giant is longevity. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a two for one. That's what's yeah. really good about it. Yeah, play it anytime. It's just, it's also like the fact that you have so much malfiltration in with Fable, like Fable just allowing for you to play like a lot, a lot more like uh single tartar, single, sorry, single like shell cards that are just really good. And if they're not good, well, you're just going to replace it for a new card. And, like all these lands and like, I don't know, like it's just, it's insane how much Fable is like supporting these red decks. And when it's not supporting these red decks, it's other broken cards that have been, po- sorry, other pushed cards uh, within the last five years. Okay. Um, so, real, so we talked about these popular decks. Going back to those, you know, underrepresented ones. What would you say, like when you when you see those colors, the green, white, the blue, green, black, green, black, white. What is their current identity to you? You know, I guess from like a designer's perspective, like we were talking about hate bears in green, white. Is that all you see when you see the green, white color combination? Like, oh, that's a hate bear color. I mean, like. There's also like there, there could like technically be like tokens, green white tokens is something that's been like kind of popular, like or mm-hmm. like a, like a go wide strategy like that. Um, I can't like combo technically can exist in any color combination, so like mm-hmm. combo sure. Or like I don't know, like with pioneer especially when I think of green white, I'm thinking Coco. So like mm-hmm. just a Coco yeah. deck, any Coco deck, any Coco style, like put in a creature plays. Um, okay. I don't know. So do we want to go right down the list? Yeah, I mean, what about black green? Is this graveyard? I don't no, think so. How do you see it? I, I think we would need to see like I, I like how I see it as I see it like like the rock is how I see it like this like mid range grind your mm. opponent out like with the graveyard being it's more so synergistic counterpoint like red black has a lot more to do with card filtration and I, I think what black green's trying to do is it's like trying to turn on cards with delirium like grim mm-hmm. flare and um, traverse and it's trying to like it's use those cards. They'll use yeah. those cards. So, like, you already need setup for your cards to be good, but red, black doesn't. So, yeah, I, I, I black, see it as, like, a black uh, graveyard kind of, like, mid-range deck. Black green's engine takes a while to get going. And that's the biggest problem here is that we have the hate for the graveyard, and it has a good... It can use its graveyard very well over a long period of time. You know, you get, like, before we had, like, the, the Lillian and the Promised End put two and grab one back there's a lot of cards that do that but it takes a long time and any hate would just totally destroy it which is why you need you know for example what uh the abs and grease thing did that lets you kind of use that stuff you know more selectively and then go off in one turn but that's its weakness i think yeah i can agree to that like like uh what okay I was gonna say, what about the last two, the the blue green and black black white? I have no idea. So blue green uh, got all of its cards banned. So I was what's its identity now? Then it's still it's still ramp. It's still ramp supporting. Yeah, it's still but ramp like for sure. it, it's just it's so awkward. There's so many problems with blue green right now. So like I don't even know where to start dissecting it. So I'm gonna move on to black white. Um, I think black white has like I think it has the option to be like one of the cooler archetypes, but. It, it, it just gets outclassed by everything. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I think cards like Invasion of Tovada, and I think cards like, I don't know, like, I, I also really liked, like, 
a lot of the other archetypes that like I think about existing, like I know that, th- that you're going to ask us about like what cards we want to see. Like I think I would really mm-hmm. like to see like some token archetypes like within Black White because I think that's exactly yeah. what it should be. It's yeah. like a tokens mid range strategy, uh, attrition type type beat you down with one ones type thing. Like use Liliana the Veil, use um, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you if you want to you know use that as a segue into that question. Uh, what kind of cards do you think would bring more players into these colors? Tokens, definitely. I would love to see more token synergy with uh, the black-white. Um, something right now, we we'll, we really only have, what, vampires, maybe? And, like, some humans I've seen some people trying to... I mean, Wizards has been trying to, to, to push that, but I don't think it's going to work. Um, I would love to see, like, Planeswalker, more Planeswalker strategies uh, for, for black-white as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything else? So I can tell you... Okay, put me on R&D team right now, okay? I'm on R&D team. I get to choose what cards get printed into the next side, okay? I'm going to make mm-hmm. Black-White playable in Pioneer. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to suggest three cards, and it's instantly playable. Are you ready? Lingering okay. Souls, step one. Yes. Step two, Intangible Virtue. Step three, yes. insert Soren that does token things. Like, maybe even the Dark Ascension <laughs> one would be fine enough. Okay. Something yeah. like that. And boom, Black-White's playable again. I mean, there's some visitor. You can still put that from cons plus one plus zero. Yeah, but that one's not as good as the other one. The no. the, the, the the at least with my Emblem memory, maker, right? yeah, the one that's like minus twos to like anthem for plus one hour or whatever. Like the thing yeah, that yeah. is like we don't like. I think the best anthem that we have in Pioneer is you could argue wedding announcement, sure, but like rally the ranks. I think so is like the second one, I guess. And like that one's not that great. Like we don't have honor of the pier. And I think Honor of the yeah, Pure would be like kind of cool. That's really good. A good point though. Anthems really aren't good right now. In they Pioneer. suck. No, yeah. <laughs> like I would love that. I'm still trying like, to think like that tempered steel <sighs> as well for artifacts. Nah, I think there's other things too. Like I don't know. Like I, don't know. I also would really yeah. like to see like I, I like I, I I don't know if you guys ever played like modern like old school modern but there was like a deck that existed mm-hmm. that was like kind of like a pox style thing and i think if there was like one of those like pretty attritiony type things like i could even see like black knight black white being like a really good waste not deck if you add lingering souls like yeah yeah i think it just right. works yeah i'm trying to think how you, you had me thinking like oh uh i like the slower black white decks it'd be like i'm again the kind of gamer who wants to play like gideon and archangel mm-hmm. Evison. And I'm trying to think what you would need in order to support a deck you like that. It's probably a totally would need a format. time machine to go back in time yeah. to go yeah, to that format that you so. like. Yeah. I was trying to think what good black cards would support it, but I couldn't think of anything. Like, anything I was like, oh, what yeah. about, like, Dark Confidant? But I'm it, like, that would just support red-black yeah. more than I think. I think the thing black, that black-white black, kind of just needs is a little bit more of, like, an identity. And if it's tokens or it's aristocrats, or if it's aristocrats, I'm okay with either. It just, mm. they need, there needs to be, like, some sort of, like, Hey, this yeah. is where we want you to go, type thing. And are we gonna yeah. get that with Wilds of Old Drain? No, <laughs> we're not. All right. So let's go to those other colors real quick um, before we bring this in. And then, so green, white. Um, program. I, yeah, Absence program. Would love to see that. Uh, that would bring more people in. I think we need some more. I want to say more put into play or more search effects. You know, something. Like, you know, like we've had cards that says, you know, like like the um. The Knight Errants of Eros or Eos, you know, mm-hmm. type type effect. I like that a lot. I think something more like that, but for green, um, might might help. I that, think that uh, archetype cards like maybe like Ranger Captain of Eos that would be cool. Like it's two one the two, two white one, and a one, one to go find a one drop, and then you can sacrifice mm-hmm. it to like silence your opponent for non creatures or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. 
I think that card is like sick. Yeah. I think that card is so cool. That would be so great for Pioneer. You get to go find your little dorky one drop. You get to go find your giant killer that you have a one of, or you get to go find, you no, know, whatever, whatever what dorky one drop you have. Dauntless Bodyguard, whatever. I think okay. things like that. Think three drops that I can put into playoff Coco. That is all I want from Greenway. Mm-hmm. And Absence mm-hmm. Program. Yeah, Kevin, what, what about you for, uh, for Celestia? Yeah, I, I don't know. Because, you know, Evanson's Pilgrims, I think, is still my big one. That, that's probably all I would have to think of right away. Okay. Um, green, black, what would you guys like to see in that? How would how could we make that that arc, not the archetype, that color combination better? I think the only way you can fix green, black is to somehow make Deathrite Shaman better. I don't know how. I don't know. But if Deathrite Shaman is better, I think green, black becomes like a lot more playable. Yeah, I put more graveyard payoffs, maybe more delve. I, I was thinking like, what I kind of feel like you need is you need a like green black Oko is kind of what you want. <laughs> like you you need like a really powerful like three mana value engine that's in green black specifically. What what about Vengevine or something no, like? No, I don't think Vengevine would do it. Sadly, yeah, I don't think that quite gets you there. No, because like you, you, that, that, then we're going to like Saltikes and you run like cards like Narcomiba and like these dark yellow cards. Mm-hmm. But like the problem with that archetype has always well, been that like filling your graveyard and having that be your soul strategy is so bad yeah but i mean the even even the with narcomiba it's that's basically a green black deck right everything must right. really play blue well you're playing blue for like merfolk secret keeper barely right yeah like, like there's like still cards that like support the archetype there's still like self tom scour was a really popular one for a bit mm-hmm like the blue blue still exists in that archetype, but no, nah, I think I think okay. with this one, if you want it to be the mid range shell, you want Deathrite Shaman being better. Don't know how, don't know. But I think other cards that you also want, like I do think like a walker would be really good. I think I think better removal or like more encapsulating removal is what I would say. Like more um generic removal would be like really good. I mean we have Abrupt Decay, but and it's I can't believe that enough. he's like zero play and like enough. And then, like, I also, we also, what else do we have? Um, Assassin's Trophy is worse uh, than Assassin's Abrupt Decay. Yeah. I guess like, we need better removal, you huh? Better, better multi-card removal. You, you just need more two-for-one removal. Like, if Abrupt Decay said draw a card, there's a chance it would see play now. How, you need how that. How about, didn't we have, like, Ground Seal or something like that that protected your graveyard from being like, You have, by... um, uh, what is it? It's from Rivals of Ixalan. Silent Gravestone. Silent Gravestone. Yeah, there we go. That that is that exists, but that doesn't solve any problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would Luris be enough to bring back Green Black? Yeah. No, no. I think you would need like Dark Confidant and Luris, like to be like a thing. I think that's exactly what it would need. Like Death Rite Shaman, Lur- Dark Dark Riot, Dark uh, Dark uh, Dark Confidant, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like maybe. Like, but if you bring back Luris, <laughs> Red White's just all over the place, and uh, yeah. the format comes with <laughs> poo poo. Like, imagine that Lur- right. Imagine the um the Pia deck with Loris. They just like cut Bone Crusher Giant and sc- nice. showdown. And now you're just playing like more more Chain nice. Rocks, more I'm uh, still holding on oh to man, my Loris. Oh I'm, I'm Imagine imagine uh OG Loris when you'd be able to even cast it from exile for Pia. Huh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got one more to talk about and it's the one that's yep. gonna be really difficult. Right. Mm, so blue green, what does it need? Better ramp. You just need more ramp now. Like Girl Spiral is so unplayable now and I used to love that card. But it's just so unplayable. The format is sped up do, so do much. We, 
Do we need like a fixed uh, Uro, something a little bit less powerful, but still kind of powerful? You need something that ramps you while also like not making it so your entire game plan was to put lands into play and then you have no cards in hand. Because that's the problem right now. It's like Thoughtseize is one of the most played cards. So I'm just going to like ramp and they're going to Thoughtseize my payoff. And I'm sitting here being like, cool, I'm taking six to the children every turn. Let's hope I live. Let's hope I can door my dorky card. Oh, I died. I mean, when I always think of, you know, monsters with protection, like some kind of uh, hexproof or something like that. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing like some some good three mana cards, maybe that have you know protection or or more flash even. I know flash was uh, a um, an archetype in blue green for a while there as well. Shout out my boy for that. Yeah, I don't know. I, so I, I, I yeah. Or I would say if you want green blue to be playable. We need like a playable Merfolk. I think that's like I we we need like one of the Island Lock Wards Lords and then it's playable. I mm-hmm. think that's the problem with it. Hmm. Kevin, anything you want to say about Simic? Nah, I've had my uh, Simic days. Okay. I can't think of anything at the moment. Yeah. All right. Well, so yeah. uh, is that kind of wrap up yeah. the topic here? Yeah. Thank you guys for for talking about that. I'm I'm hoping you guys had uh, more fun than you thought you were going to have talking about it. <laughs> I was having some right. Well, that's going to wrap up our show here. I think this has been about the perfect time. Uh, if you guys are enjoying our content, if you want to hear more, go ahead and follow us on Twitter and maybe eventually Threads. I don't know. We don't have that yet, but we might by the time this episode is out and you're listening to it. Uh, you can also go ahead and find our link to our Discord, which is going to be the best place to stay in contact with us. Talk to all kinds of Pioneer players, all that fun stuff. All right. You guys can find me on uh, Twitter still until it disappears, I guess. I'm Yo Japan Hobbyist on there. <laughs> I'm on Hive as well, uh, Japan Hobbyist on there. I, I, I just like it because it's not dealing with all the stress of everything else that's going on, on in social media right now. Um, and you, can, you can also find me on um, Instagram. I have a, the Japan Hobbyist uh, um, Instagram now that I post my japanese stuff over here like games and whatnot but anyways um ashiak how about you what's up it's your boy ashiak we're in the closing yeah dreams of ashiak where you can find me uh i'm playing a lot of modern right now because you know we need like a cleanse from pioneer i'm kind of like you know it's like mm-hmm. going through a breakup you know you kind of just want to like you know go- the best <laughs> way to get over someone is to just go play another format so <laughs> that's what i'm doing right now <laughs> Yeah, well, what are you doing uh, otherwise playing Magic? Uh, I'll go for it. Well, 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 actually, I can go first. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I got I got a, my girlfriend's doing a lot, a lot of drag stuff right now, so I've been helping out with the, the entire drag show scene. Um, nice. Yeah, I'm, I've only been playing Arena, and I just stopped doing that after the Arena announcement, so oh, I don't yeah, know we what I'm going to do with about myself. A, I'm gonna try, you will hear us complain about Explorer sometime in the future, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm going to try to get some players over here in Japan to meet up with me and to, to do some testing over the summer. That's my plan. That's what I'm we're going to put some decks yeah, I'm putting the last couple of cards into my cube. That's yeah. been my uh, big thing going on lately. Nice, nice. Yeah, finally wrapping that up. Going to get to play it soon. All right, that's going to bring us to the end of our episode. We were just uh, chatting a little bit at the end here, but we are the First Pioneers Podcast. We look forward to being your go-to source for Pioneer information online. Your First Pioneers are slamming out.